worn out and walked on by people when the walkways are wet and slippery. You are the light of Christ to the world. The city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a lampstand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. Thank you. So that is Matthew chapter 5 from verses 13 to 14. So let's read another one, uh, the book of John, the book of John chapter 3. And we're going to read from verses 16 to 21. The book of John chapter 3. And we're going to read from verses 16 to 21. For God so greatly loved and dearly prized the world that he even gave his one and only begotten Son, so that whoever believes and trusts in him as Savior shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send the Son into the world to judge and condemn the world, that is, to initiate the final judgment of the world, but that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes and has decided to trust in him as personal Savior and Lord is not judged. For this one, there is no judgment, no rejection, no condemnation. But the one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the one and only begotten Son of God. The one who is truly unique, the only one of his kind, and the one who alone can save him. This is the judgment that is the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged, the basis for the sentence. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than light, for their deeds were evil. For every wrongdoer hates the light, and does not come to the light, but shrinks from it, for fear that is that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. For whoever practices truth, and does what is right, morally, ethically, spiritually, comes to the light so that his works may be plainly shown to be what are accomplished in God, divinely, divinely prompted, done with God's help in dependence on him. Amen. Amen. Let me start by saying that the God we are talking about here in the Bible is the one who created you and I, everything that we see all over the world. It's God who created everything and everything. Now, some places, uh, I mean, the person who was speaking here is Jesus. And Jesus that was speaking here in those two verses that we read, in those two books, I beg your pardon, is the Son of God. So God in heaven has God the Son, who is Jesus, and then God the Holy Spirit. So we have what you want to refer to as the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of God, just like you have a spirit, right? I also have a spirit, right? And then God the Son is God himself revealing himself to us as a son of God. Why? Because he needed to see how he can save us from this world of sin. The world is full of evil. What is full of different things that can make people keep going through turbulence in life, challenges in different ways. So God has to come in that personality 
to die for our sins in order for us to be saved. Now, let me ask you this question. From the book of Matthew that we read, chapter 5, from verses 13 to 14, it talks about the light of the world, so it talks about the salt of the head. What do you think that means to you? Um, uh, what do you think being the light of the world, being the salt of the head? Or do you have an idea? Do you have an idea, Naomi? Do you have an idea? Who else has an idea what it means to be the thought of the head? And for you to know, it was Jesus speaking there. And that those statements are being targeted towards us. So Jesus was saying, you, myself, every one of us, that we are the light of the world. We are the thought of the head. But we need to know because we're going to use this to pray. But if you're going to pray, you're not just, just going to say, hey, I'm the light of the world, I'm the thought of the head. You need to understand what it means so that you can use that basis to pray. Who else has an idea what it means to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth? For me, one thing that stands out is when he says that we're the light of the world. Um, I think of um, John 1 where um, it's referring to Jesus as the light. It says that in him was life and the light was the light of man. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness does not overcome it. Um, and um, when we decide to follow Jesus, he gives to his disciples uh, the Holy Spirit. Um, so we have God with us, and so that light in us that shines is Christ shining through us. Um, and so that's also leading again to the commission of being disciples. Um, and so we're not disciples to hide our life or to keep Christ hidden. Christ isn't um, a treasure to be hidden. He is a treasure to be shared. Um, and so it's like how, again, now leading to James, is like not just hearing the word, but like how am I practicing what I'm hearing? And am I relying on myself to do it or am I relying on the Holy Spirit to, to do it? Thank you. Thank you. Um, question. We all know what salt is, right? Catherine, what do you use this? Do you, I mean, do you use salt? Yes. What do you use salt for? Uh, to season. To you season? Mm, nice. Preserved. Okay. Okay. So, from that notion of what the salt is used for, the benefits of salt, when Jesus was saying to us, the Son of God was saying to you and I that you are the sort of the earth. What he's saying in essence is that you and I, because the salt is used for different things. It's like meeting the needs of mankind. Uh, people use salt to preserve, season, flavor. Uh, I think they use something like, is this salt bath or salt something? Uh, I, I don't know what it's called, but you women should know Right. So the salt is, in fact, in the chemical industry, they use salt a lot. The soap we have, salt is used to produce them. 
quite a number of things that you be sought for. So when Jesus was saying to you and I that we are the salt of the earth, in other words, he's saying that you and I hold the definite needs of mankind. So imagine yourself with that description that you are the salt of the earth. So you're working at Walmart, you're working at wherever you're working at, you're, you're living wherever you are. Today you are in Arkansas, tomorrow you find yourself in it, wherever you find yourself. He's saying to you that you hold the definite needs of mankind. So how will you live your life going forward? How do you see yourself? Do you see yourself as someone who has nothing to offer? Or someone who has a lot to offer based on what your creator, who is your creator? God, saying that you hold the definite needs of mankind. What about lights? He says we are the light of the world. What do you use the light for? Illumination. Illumination. What else? Seeing, vision, and all that. Is there something that the light cannot see? Not really? What about the eyes? There are things the eyes can't see, right? That's why if you look at X-ray, you look at some things that they use light for, it is because the eyes cannot really see. Those in the medical um, line, they use all those lights, rays of light, to see inside of us because the eyes can't really see them. So what is Jesus saying to you and I, in essence? He's saying that you and I are pace setters. You and I are pathfinders. Because you are able to see beyond what ordinarily people cannot see. You and I are vision holders. So you want to begin to change your thinking, your perspective, and begin to reflect on these conversations that I think... I need to begin to see myself in that light. The light is also used in communicating. That's why you see at the intersection, it's either you turn left or right, you have the turn signals, everything there. The light, the light, the light, the light, the light. Illumination. So God is saying that wherever you find yourself, if you see yourself as a pace setter, see yourself as a pine finder, a trailblazer, the one who starts things for others to follow, you set standards for things. So going forward, don't you think for the rest of this year, into the new year and forever, you should see yourself as someone who will tell God and say, hey, God, I think I need to start making things happen in my life, wherever I find myself, at my job, family, or whatever it is, because you are the light of the world. Finally, because we want to pray, but you should know what to pray about now because you now know what the light of the world means, what being the source of the earth means. But there's more to that because this Jesus is the light himself. He is the light himself. Now, let's read the final scripture and that will take us to the book of John chapter 8 verses 12. John chapter 8 verses 12. John chapter 8, verses 12. John chapter 8, verses 12. Mm-hmm. 
Once more, Jesus addressed the crowd and said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in the darkness, but will have the light of life. Thank you. So Jesus is saying that I am the light of the world. You follow me, then you ain't going to have any darkness in your life. So for you and I to really shine as the light of the world, you need Jesus. So if this apartment is not connected to, I don't know where the light is supplied from, (laughs) maybe from the meter or from somewhere, the grid or whatever, we're not going to have illumination here until we are connected to the source. So your source, my source, is Jesus. And it's beyond being born again. What does it mean to be born again? It's when you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior to save you from your sins. Because you know that this world is a world of sin. And there is a future for eternity. Hell or heaven. And God has said, He doesn't want us to go to hell. He wants us to go to heaven. That's why we read the book of John chapter 3 in the beginning. Where he says that, see, if you accept my son, believe in him, he can save you from your sins and show you the true way of life. And you're not going to be losing anything. So we all need his light as our source in order for us to become what he wants us to be, to fulfill our potential. So you and I have talents, giftings. Uh, it could be just a smile. It could be some other skill, some whatever, whatever it might be. But without Jesus in your life, you trusting in Him always, asking Him to help you, you can't function. It's just gonna be a car without gas. Of what use is it? Especially now that it's cold, you're gonna be so cold in the car. You can't pump. <laughs> you know. Of what use is this apartment without heat during winter? So Jesus is the source. He is the light of the world. So what do you want to pray about? Because the next thing we want to do now is to pray. If you don't have a question, I'd like to entertain any question or if you have a contribution or something you want to say, uh, and then we will pray. Come on, you have something to say. I mean, so the question is, I think like in theory, like it's easy to be pathfinders and be centered to say it, but how do like, how do you do that? Okay. I mean, how do you just kind of get your, because not everyone can just say, I'm, this is what I'm going to do and know how to do it. Okay. Good question. Very interesting. Look, do you know where you start from? Believing in yourself and telling yourself, I am a pace setter. I am a pathfinder. But to say that, for the, you to experience the impact of saying it, you must also have the understanding of what it means to be a pace setter. So the first step is in believing that yes, you are a pace setter. Now, you have desires. You have passions. You have things that you just love to do. You have things that you want to do. So how can you set a standard in that area of vocation, 
or some skill that you have or whatever it is that you know that this thing gives me joy when I do it. You might be in a place and you see places scattered, but you're an organized type. Maybe that's a skill, a passion that you can commercialize to make money. Or teach people. We're talking about somebody who knows how to cook. She just loves to cook. She loves to cook. Our friend, one of our members in church. Now, for such a person, that person can set a pace in that area of life. That person can become a leader in that area of life. How? She needs to first of all believe that yes, this is who I am. Why? She's not just trying to make herself happy. She's relying on what the word of God says. That she holds the definite needs of mankind. And then she's now going to be looking out for problems that she can solve. She's going to be looking out for things that do not exist that she can start. She's going to be looking out for needs that she can meet. You've believed in yourself and that you are a pace setter, you are a trailblazer, or what do you like to do? Because inherent in every man are different skills. And when you don't have those skills inside of you, those inborn skills, you can acquire them. So those areas, you want to begin to see what impact you can also make what contribution you can make. And that is where the starting point is. Using another example is Tesla. We all know Elon Musk. I don't know, you guys probably will know better, if there was somebody else who tried to have an electric car before him. Do you know of anyone else? It has always been gas, 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 and diesel power trucks and all that. But Elon Musk is a trailblazer because he came out to say, hey, we can do this. And today is a leader. Even if you have somebody else come tomorrow to do something like that, but he had created a trail for himself, set the standard. He, he, he doesn't have to be a special kid with some special talent. And you don't have to even have all the talent. It's what they call other people's time, other people's talent, other people's resources, other people's money that you can use. But first of all, you need to know what you want for yourself. Believe in yourself, know what you like to do, what do you want? Do you aspire at something? And note them down. Until you write it down, it's still a dream. Once you write it down, it becomes a goal. And then you start asking yourself, how can I become a trailblazer? How can I put this to practice? Because I want to meet the definite needs of mankind. And amongst the, 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 the Tesla and all of those um, things, I mean, cars that we have, is helping us with what? With, um, what was what, what's it called now? It's helping us with carbon monoxide, with the climate and all that. So it's meeting the definite needs. So what needs can you meet with your smile, which is like a skill, with some talent? For me today, it's meeting a need. Believe it or not, we might think it's just the usual thing, but she's meeting a need. Some of us like tea and coffee and she has been able to solve that problem. 
I drank tea now. What the fuck is And I enjoyed the tea. She's submitting the name because when I asked you guys to introduce yourself, I saw that a lot of people want to know God, wants to learn more about God. And this is a platform. Meeting a need. So apply to different areas of life. Finances, you might have some friends whose credit score are bad, who don't know how to budget money, and you probably are good in that area. Is there something you can contribute in their life or something that will go viral to help people in that area? It could be career. It could be at your job. It could be your co-workers. It could be whatever it is. There's something you all are created to solve because you are the sort of the heads. But if you don't connect to the light of the world, Jesus, then you won't be fulfilled. And we'll just be doing trial and error. But I don't want to say so much. I just want to give us that room for us to be able to pray to God. And um, I'll take further questions if I answered your question correctly. I have a follow-up question to that. Um, Rather than believing in ourselves, shouldn't it rather be understanding who God is? Because the way I think is, um, if we know who God is um, and we believe what He says, and we believe what he says about who we are in him, then if we truly believe that, um, one, we, I, don't, I don't think in our own strength that we can, I think we agree that, that we, in our own strength we can't help ourselves. And like, I know like the world will like to encourage us and, and like, kind of like that goes with the heart kind of thing or um, trying to like, as if like, there is anything that you can do to, make yourself any better um, rather than looking at the source who is Christ um, or that strength and I think that a lot of times when we see ourselves in our weaknesses and yes we are weak um, then there's truth in that but every time that we see ourselves in our weaknesses and we try to derive identity from that um, I think it's also because we haven't fully understood what Christ is up for us and we haven't fully understood who God is and who our God is, and we don't understand um, the power of Christ living in us. Um, and if we do understand that, then we can work, walk from a place of confidence, and we can walk from a place of boldness. And I'm telling that to even myself um, because that's actually something I came up with when in a conversation with someone. Um, the second, so the first thing was that I mentioned was so like instead of like believing in myself, like. Do I understand who God is? Um, and if I really do, then do I believe what He says? Um, I walk in that confidence. The second one is that I have is it's great to like be a pace setter and like look for the needs of people and meet those needs, and that's that's great. And but taking the step further is. How can I use that to build God's kingdom? Like, how is this? How is this leading people to Christ? How is this being the light um, in the world? Not just to solve things here on earth, but how 
how am I really to take to Christ because at the end of the day Lord Christ died for us it's not just so that we could go it's so we could go to heaven but the real reason is to reconcile us back to God because sin separated us from God and so like how am I bringing people to Christ um, because that's what heaven means is how we get to be with God uh, forever um, so like even with the gifts like with the food um that like can you bring me to make um like how how can i use my gifts you know for for god for, god. Uh, for his glorification so. awesome 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 you also have a question well i i got i had an experience that i wanted to share okay answer some of the questions yeah, good stuff um, i know that we talk about like schools my mom um, is going to I went to Howard for a year and during that time at Howard it was a very difficult period in my family's life because we had faced like some um, tragic events and my parents ended up not being able to like reconcile and forgive us for that and that was very difficult my mom worked she had she, she has like a master's degree professional at an early childhood center and at that point we were living paycheck to paycheck and it was very difficult because my relationship with my mom um, was strained from the difficulties that she had when I was like five and so living with her I got a chance to see her work just by being at the school at that time she met somebody who had a very difficult time they came from a family that um, they, her, this woman, um, her family didn't value education, and so she and her family was also very abusive, and she was struggling with like anxiety, depression, and other things. And my mom, we were, you know, the whole year for that experience for me was is a big testimony. But part of the thing that she was able to do was the woman told her at one point after she, she had been talking to this woman, just kind to me, lend an ear. The woman told my mom, you are a light. And it's always been so interesting because um, many people have, in different places in my mom's life, has called her a light. They just say, you know, there's something about you that is different. There's something about you that I feel like, you know, I'm drawn to you and you have something about you. And to me, that's always been, you know, the light of Christ shining through her. And so I think that being in those places where, if we are in those places where humanity is, those are the places where people may not have looked for Jesus or looked for God. So being in those places can help us find people that need to meet Him. And so that might be a good way as that helps answer your question. Good, good, good. To add to what you've said, and by the way, those questions are very very lovely and i'm happy to 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 see i can contribute to what she has said uh, first of all we all need to know that for every gift for every skill every talent every opportunity in life there is a purpose for it because the one who gave us is god so this same god who gave it to us right has a purpose for it and I am happy that you mentioned the kingdom 
need. Because at the end of the day, everything is for his kingdom. So, what should we learn from that perspective is to know why you have something. You might find yourself in a position or at a job. It's not by chance. You've been in Arkansas, like, initially you said, oh, I didn't really like it. But today, you might begin to realize why you are in Arkansas. For you, it was like, oh, I didn't really know about my faith, being born again. But I thought I was born again. But when I got here and I found myself among believers, I saw some gaps. And that helped you. But you came here because of your job. But God has a purpose. So to everything in life, to everything that we do, seasons, opportunities, the friendship you have, the family you come from, there is a purpose. So what helps us to understand this purpose is is knowing that my source is God. And so I need to be guided by that. There's something in the Bible, the book of Proverbs, in chapter 3, from verses 5 to 6, it says, When we acknowledge God in our ways, He will direct our paths. And then He went further to say that we should not lean on our own understanding. So your, your, your thinking might be, Oh, I just have this. I just have that. Oh, I want to do this. But the right way is, God, what are you saying? I want to get married. I want to have a relationship. God, what are you saying? When I was going to have a, a baby, when I got married, I asked God to know why he's giving me that child. And we used to pray even before the child was born. Do you know that those things we were praying over our child, when the child finally came to God's glory, the pastor who dedicated the child to God said same things that we had been praying for concerning the child. So from birth, we knew the purpose of the child. The same Bible that we believe, that is the word of God says, that the gift of a man makes room for him. So, whether it's for kingdom purpose, God also will want you and I to profit from our gifts. It's just that because you are a child of God, you must understand the kingdom purpose. Why? So, I am here, maybe all I need to do is to speak to you because someday you might be discouraged. And God wants me to be around you to just say, it is well. To just give you that smile. And that encourages you. Maybe that's the only reason why I came to Arkansas. Sorry, Arkansas. I keep saying Arkansas. Don't mind me. <laughs> For Fumi, she's still saying, oh, why I came to Arkansas? Why I came to Arkansas? But do you know that this is part of why she's here? Do you know that? How I met her, it was a miracle. And today, God has glorified that experience to what it is today. So, the kingdom, and I'm very excited that you asked that question. 
So anywhere you find yourself, always ask God, okay, I know you want me to do this, whether being a trailblazer or not, but your kingdom, what's up? Because when Jesus too taught us how to pray in Matthew chapter 6, he says, Our Father, you want to pray, you pray to God. Because he's our Father, not only God. Not only our God, is our Father. So he says, Our Father, who is in heaven, hallowed be your name. Meaning you thank him for whatever it is that he has done for you. And then he said, Your kingdom come. Your kingdom come. Meaning that whatever it is you're going to ask God for, whatever it is that you have in life, it should always be kingdom oriented. The kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. So you, the, the job you have now, it's all about God's kingdom. But definitely you earn your paycheck. <laughs> but it's all about God. God. God has a purpose. God has a purpose. But some of you, all right, you want to say something? No, please. No, 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 please. Okay, yeah, I was just going to add something. Um, I don't know, in listening to what everybody is saying, this actually came up for me last week where, um, and this is what I'm hearing from like what everybody's sharing, but it's like there's a moment by moment submission to God. So if I'm asking him, God, what's the purpose for this? Or what do I do right now? That eliminates me trying to I don't know, I'm gonna bless this person like this. So you go and you give them this. They don't need that. So it just has me thinking about like if I'm checking, not even checking in with God, but if I'm going to him as my source, if I'm abiding, if I'm in constant contact and communication with him, then the fruit that comes from that is us being the song, is us being the light, is people getting what they need. And so it's just like, I don't know. It's not that I'm not focused on people, but my heart check has to be, I don't need to be trying to go and bless you or give you a word or do this in my own strength. Mm -hmm. Because if it's not from him, it could be a good word, but that might not be your word for right now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Sure. I think also is that the idea of what we think, you know, I guess blessing people look like is our idea of what we think God wants for other people and not us being in tune with what God actually needs us to do for other people. Mm-hmm. We have this idea that maybe it's just we should do the whole thing, you know, we need to make sure people are coming to him, we need to make sure they're praying, we need to make sure, but maybe they don't need that part of them right now because that's not where they are in their journey. Mm-hmm. And so you can be, you know, a light in a different way for them at that point, depending on, you know, according to God's will. Absolutely. And you also want to say something? Okay, good, good. Awesome, awesome. I hope we're following the connection, the links with from all these contributions because what she also said, what you're saying, what everyone is saying connects to our second question of the more I know him, 
the more I'm able to now show that light out because it is the source you mentioned, the source. You, you, you need to know him. And then from what she is now saying about 2 Timothy 2.21 or 22, I think we were looking at that in Bible study in, in, in the main church recently. Now that helps you to take out whatever it is that is representing the dark. Because remember where we read John 8.21 that he is the light of the world. He is the light of the world. So you have to connect your source for you to shine that light. So the more you spend time to know him, that I am on this journey and I have this test to know who this God is. God, who are you? Years ago, I was praying that prayer. Okay, God, they've been talking about you, so who are you? Let's know. And one of the things that helped me to begin to know him is a forum like this, Bible study praying, and also studying the Bible. Because I wanted to know how I can get to know him. And they told me the Bible is the word of God. So that helped me to realize the things he has said. And it met and matched, as, I mean, my questions. He gave me answers. Are you okay? Yeah, I was saying... <laughs> I see tears coming out of your eyes. Yeah, I mean, it's good to hear it. I'm just, um, yeah, uh, I don't know. It's like, it's, it's a good overwhelm in the sense of like getting to know who God is and how for a long time I, I don't know, I struggled with like perfectionism. I struggled with if I don't do this, this might happen, right? And it's like, who are you? The word says, like, nothing can put the plan to God. So who are you to think if you don't do this, mm-hmm. right? And so that, that pressure turned into legalism. Mm-hmm. If I don't read today, if I don't pray, if I don't tell this person about Jesus, if I don't do this. And so I'm at a place now where the Lord has given me freedom in Him um, and more trust and more reliance and I'm getting to know Him. And it's like, He provides the growth, right? I think Paul said, like, you water, I plant, but ultimately God provides the growth. And it's so freeing because it's like God keeps me in the faith. Mm. And he's been so good and so faithful, even when I haven't. And so, like, the fact that, the fact that I'm here, (laughs) um, the fact that I'm seeking him, and then also just thinking about, like, my family. Um, You talk about being a trailblazer. Um, I'm breaking generational curses <laughs> and it's not that I was like it's not that I asked for that it's not that I sought that out it's not that I even prayed about it because I had no idea but that's what God is doing in my life and so there's stuff that sorry there's no, stuff that's, that's okay. it's stuff that's happening to me and it's stuff that I'm learning right now that is blessing my family and whether I see it on this side or not it's just like they're just like, thank you, God, for what you're doing. So, hallelujah, yeah. God really like 
took me and I couldn't like run away anymore. And that's when he revealed his heart to me. And I remember someone telling me a long time ago, when I was just um, in college, he was like, you know, your, your dad is Muslim. And I was like, yeah, how did you know? He was like, yeah, um, God just spoke to him. And I was like, he was like, um, and I, at that time I was probably like 19, so I didn't really believe what he was saying. He was like, oh, you know, you have witchcraft in your family. And I'm like, yeah, my, my grandmother and everyone was like that. And he was like, well, God has decided that you will be the one to help you. You stand as a pillar for your family to break your family away from that. And I remember saying to him, like, I don't even know who God is. Like, why would, why would I be the one to, to do that? I don't even pray. I don't really go to church. So um, to see myself now, 10 years later, I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And my fam my dad just gave his life to Christ. We, yeah, but Pastor B helped to baptize him. And my mom is getting to know God more. I can, like, my, my brother is an atheist. And um, I just, I, it's like, it's recurring to me more and more that God is using me as an example for, for my family to, to get closer to God. So, similar situation. Hallelujah. So, can we see all the connection? Can you see all the connection? Does this make sense? Is this something you feel God wants you to know at this time around? So, at the end of the day, irrespective of what we do, what we find ourselves, we cannot survive without remaining connected to Him. And not just staying connected to Him, but getting to know Him more. So you want to long to know Him. You want to have that test in you. Uh, you know the way the deer pants after the water? So your heart is panting after God. I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to know you. Who are you? I want to know you. Shine your light in me. Take away darkness away from me. You know, for whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is that you feel overwhelmed, questions that are unanswered, challenges, he has the answer because he is the light. And once he beams that light on you, girl, freedom comes. Everything you want to see. Clarity, focus, direction. Because he is the light. Any other question or contribution? Catherine, you want to say something? Any other person here, you want to say something? So, let me ask. What prayer do you think we should pray now? What do you think? What prayer do you think we should pray now? I think longing for God. Longing for God, that's one. Uh, who else? What do you think we should pray about? We hold on to things for God to cleanse also the first one she said, longing for God, and then second one to cleanse ourselves. Who else wants to add prayer? You wanna say something? What do you think we should pray? How can I be a light in the workplace? I can oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. How can I be a light? the workplace in as much as we can have that conversation some other time but the first person we're going to talk to is God so that's the third prayer God how can I be a light at my workplace and you're going to put a slash to that workplace my family my community amongst my friends everywhere wherever I go how can I be a light 
So we have three prayers. Now the first one is who remembers the first prayer point? Long game. Long game. So we're not going to forget again. So who remembers the second one? Cleansing. Cleansing. And then the third one? How? How can I be a light at my workplace? And who should we pray to? God. God. Why should we pray to God? Because he's sovereign. He's... He, he knows everything. Like, he, beyond our understanding, he understands what we're going through. He's Alpha and Omega, so he already knows the end from the beginning. Um, he's the one in control, and he's the one that calls the shots. Um, and the so, big guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's his will that will come to pass. So. Lovely. Is there someone else we can pray to other than God? Because they are same, they're one. So praying to God, praying to Jesus. Because if you're going to pray to God, you have to pray through Jesus, using the name of Jesus. So uh, the first one, God, I want to long after you. You're not just saying that, but you are adding the name of Jesus because He's so holy. So for you and I to approach Him, we have to come through Jesus. So if you're going to pray, saying God, I want to know you. Please help me to know you in the name of Jesus. God, can you cleanse me? Can you wash me? Take away darkness from me in the name of Jesus. God, how can I be a light at my workplace, in my family, in my community, among my friends? Help me to know how to be a light in the name of Jesus. So those three prayer points. Let's pray on on that and let's see how this same God the only one who answers prayers. The Bible says, Oh, who answers prayers unto you shall all flesh come. So we have not gathered to pray to another person. Not me, not you, only to the Almighty God. Shall we bow our heads as we pray? You already know the prayer. I want you to start praying. Start asking Him, God, I want to long after you. I want to long after you. Come on, come on. Yes, in the name of Jesus. I want to long after you. I want to know you. Who are you, Lord? Reveal yourself to me. Help me to long. Yes, I want to long more. I want to test after you. Oh, create that desire in me. Create that hunger, that thirst for you in me. Shine your light in my life so I can know you, Lord. For everyone here, Lord, help us to know you. In the name of Jesus, we are praying to know you. We are praying to know you. We are praying to know you, Lord. Oh, Lord, we want to know you more, Lord. We want to know you more. We want to know you. Can you cleanse us? Can you wash us clean from everything that represents darkness? Can you cleanse us from all forms of sin, from all forms of iniquity? Can you cleanse us, oh God? Can you please, in the name of Jesus, can you cleanse us and wash us? Oh Lord, cleanse us and wash us that your name might be glorified in our lives. In the name of Jesus, cleanse us almighty from everything that is not of you. In the name of Jesus, Lord, help us. 
how we can be light at our workplace. Help us, oh God, help us. Help us, Almighty, we want to be a light. A light at our workplace, that your name might be glorified in us. Help us to be a light, to be a light in our homes, in our family, in our relationships with men, at our job, at our workplace, in all that concerns us. In the name of Jesus, help us. Help us to be a light. Help us to know how we can be a light. We want to know how. Not just to be a light, but how. How. How can we be a light, oh God? How can we be a light at our workplace? Lord, help us. Help us, almighty. Help us, almighty. That your name might be glorified in our lives in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We give you praise. We give you glory. Blessed be thy name, oh God. In Jesus mighty name we have prayed amen amen um before we finish up you know we need to be connected to him and that means that we have to be saved if we are not saved now what does it mean to be saved to be saved means you want to be born again how does it mean to be born again you're not going to be going back to your mother's womb and then you come out as a baby again we're talking about a spiritual rebirth. And a spiritual rebirth means you're telling him and say, God, I know I'm a sinner in this sinful world, but I want you to save my soul because I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to have anything to do with the devil because the devil doesn't want it to be well with us. Only he wants us to be the light of the world and the salt of the earth. If you're saved already, that's good, but you also want to rededicate yourself to him. You want to be saved, Call on him now and say, Lord, save me. Jesus, save me. Jesus, I dedicate my life to you. I rededicate my life to you. Save me from my sins. Save me from my sins. Save me from my sins. I want to know you. I want to go to heaven. Deliver me from the devil. Deliver me from darkness. Jesus, save me. Jesus, save me. Save me. Save me from everything. That is not of you. That your name might be glorified in my life. Thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Let's just say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise. We give you glory. Amen. Amen. My Father and my God, I thank you. For everyone here, including myself, I thank you for our hosts too. Thank you for this apartment. Thank you for the opportunity to learn at your word and to also pray in your name. Lord, we are asking that what you've taught us today will not be in vain. We are asking that you will help us to know you more. Can you, Lord, create a test and a hunger a longing for you than ever before in our lives. Can you, Lord, help us to know how we can be the light at our workplace, in our family, in our community? Can you, can you please, Lord? Can you, Lord, cleanse us, clean away everything that is not of you from our lives? So that we can be a vessel unto honor in your hands. Can you, Lord? We ask that you will do all this and so many other things that we do not ask for, that you know that we need. Please do them as we ask 
in the name of Jesus. And I commit everyone here into your hands. I soak them all into the blood of Jesus. Everything concerning them, I commit into your hands. Keep them, guide them, protect them, and let it be well with them. Let your light shine upon them always. Use them as your vessel unto honor, and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Man, are you blessed today? Come on, clap for Jesus. Clap for Jesus. Glory be to God.